0: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: Oh, yeah, baby. It's been a while, far too long, since you heard the brass on a positive Friday. How are you? Welcome to the Jason Greger Show, presented by Play. Alberta.ca. Alberta's only regulated online gambling website where all the revenue stays right here in the province. Uh, If you do dabble, be sure to use your GameSense. Stay within your limits. GameSense.ab.ca. I'm Jason Greger. This is Sports 1440. As we wrap up our first week back after a little bit of a summer hiatus. Unplanned, of course, but... You know what? Uh, when one door closes, another one opens. And man, many of you have ran through this door listening to us. Uh, we we really appreciate it. Uh, I I can't even do proper justice explaining uh, how much it means to us with all the the positive reaction from people around the city and outlying areas who have uh, just you know mentioned how nice it is to have Sports Talk Radio back. And then the show and Low Tide and Connor and of course uh, we welcome Kevin in and then all our new co-hosts. And you know it's been an awesome week. And uh, we hope to uh, finish strong today Con man has uh, set up a great lineup again uh, we will be hearing from uh, Lori Ann Munzer of course uh, Olympian she's actually going to be the uh, regular Monday co-host on the Kevin Carey show so be a lot of fun we'll talk to uh, to Lori today also uh, we'll have a uh, uh, special by Bruce Boudreaux. remember when did you know that slapshot part some of those scenes were actually filmed in his apartment. True story. Bruce was uh, telling us, told me that on the DFO rundown a while ago. It was classic. So we'll, we'll talk to Bruce, who's now a senior advisor for the Niagara Ice Dogs. Also, uh, Matt, Verderam uh, will uh, join us. Uh, I wonder, have the KC Chiefs receivers dropped a ball in the last two minutes? Oh, my goodness. Oh. Collectively, can anybody out there think of a game where the wide receivers as a group were as bad as the KC Chiefs wide receivers last night against Detroit? Can can you honestly, can you think of one? Because, man, that was pitiful. Pitiful. It was stunning. How many, like, I'm not, and there was, there were some throws that were, like, right in your hands, man. Right in your hands. Hey, and it wasn't like it was, You know, Mahomes just throwing a bullet like some of those. He was Ricky Ray in them, you know, just accurate right in there, like little pillow throws that you're just like, oh, this just softly falls right into between my hands. No big deal. And they still couldn't catch it. I was I was blown away watching that one. Now, obviously, uh, it's one game and uh, idiot GM decision of the week in fantasy football right here, right here. I thought old Sky was going to go to new limits for KC. Did not happen. Might as well not even addressed. God, I was terrible GMing by my. I even, you know what? Connor even said at the end of the show, play Kenneth Walker Jr. or the third, I should say, and I didn't. Awful, awful. So it's only one day, and I've already got a terrible GM record. So the only good news, hey, it can only go up from here. It can only go up from here. One uh, well, day, congrats we'll be by Livingston. Usually we do it every Thursday, but uh, he was golfing in the Special Olympics. Tournament yesterday, Volvo is a huge sponsor of that tournament. Uh, I've been able to golf in it. Uh, I couldn't this year just because it was our first week back on the gig, and I didn't think it would be a great time to take off. So uh, Karius filled in for me with uh, with Colin and, and Deli and Darren. They had a great time. I'm telling you, if you've ever had the opportunity to golf in the Special Olympics golf tournament, do it again because it's great. Like it is, honestly, it, one of my favorite charity golf tournaments I've ever been a part of just there's so much positivity amongst the special Olympic athletes. And like, I love the bravado, the confidence that they have when you ask them about where, you know, where they were, what they do in the special Olympics. Some of them have gold medals, silver medals, bronze. It's amazing. And, and they're so excited to tell you the story every time. I love it. It is, it's uplifting. I think uh, they raised over $150,000 yesterday, which is fantastic. So um, it's just, it's a real cool event. And, um, you know what, if you didn't play in it and you're looking to, they always do it in September. They always do it that Thursday, so I think it's like the 7th, 8th, 9th, give or take. You should sign up. You will You'll feel better about yourself. I'll tell you that. So uh, Livingston will be by, uh, as I mentioned, uh, Speck, as always, will join us at uh, 5 o'clock. And we might have the OC, the new OC of the Edmonton Elks, uh, Jarius Jackson, who's just uh, in between film work, and so we're hoping... He can slide in today on the show. Obviously, we'll have uh, lots of feedback from you. You can text us 833 401 1440 is the text line. You can email us or Jiffy Lube inbox, Gregor at sports1440.ca. There's a few things to, to discuss, and I'm I'm kind of perplexed. Like I know people talk about it like, well, yeah. I don't why is anybody surprised? Because before I'm even going to mention it, I just want to say, why should anybody be surprised? Where else would they go? Leon Draisaitl re-signing in Edmonton. The only story is if he doesn't. It shouldn't be a surprise that he does. Why wouldn't he? Him and Connor McDavid are like best friends off the ice. They've got a unique chemistry and intuition with one another on the ice. Virtually unmatched by any duo in today's NHL. Is there a duo when they're on the ice together that's as dangerous consistently as McDavid and Drysaddle and can do things that very few other players can do? Because that's the thing. One shift when you know, they're on the power play and the odd time five on five, which is less and less, which I think is good. But just watch how they play off one another. If you're Leon Drysaddle, why would you go anywhere else? And if you're Connor McDavid, why would you? Like, Leon for sure can't play with a better player. And I'd argue that Connor can't. Right? like who would be a better player for Connor McDavid to play with if he wanted to leave? So, you know, I know every time someone talks about it, I'm like, we we've mentioned this for a year. Like, there's no, there's really no reason for Leon Draisaitl to leave. He's going to get paid, right? I know people are like, ah, oh, they can't afford both. Why? Why can't they afford both? Are suddenly those two players not going to be contributing? Are they not going to live up to their contracts? I could sign seven-year deals and eight-year deals, and they both would do it, no problem. The cap's going up, so Drysaddle's going to go from eight point five to I don't know, twelve point five, thirteen. Honestly, I don't see it a big deal, and 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 I just think orders fans, orders nation, should not really fret about it too much. I know you've seen players in the past leave for a variety of reasons, Abe. In the past, the owner didn't have money. Then B, the team didn't have money, so they didn't spend any money. But the owners don't have to sell off players anymore. And they're actually competitive. So on a positive Friday, don't even fret about it. Don't worry. The bigger story is if they don't sign, and I think that is virtually very, very low possibility of happening. So I just don't see it. I just I keep seeing those stories out all the time, and I'm like, Why? Order fans, be confident. Your team's good. The players like the city. They like the team. They like the organization. They got some of the best facilities in the league. Right? They want to win. There's very few places that they could go right now where they would have a better chance to win. It's just how it is. So it might be hard for some people to to wrap their head around, but it's just the facts right now. Speaking of winning, Elks. Need a big win tomorrow night to keep their slim playoff hopes alive. You never know. They obviously uh, wasted a good opportunity this past Monday. Good game. Highly entertaining game. So we'll see how they bounce back. I expect uh, all they need really is to kind of just continue how they played in the first quarter. Now, if we do get Jarrett Jackson on, we'll talk about as great as Trey Ford was, I think ideally they would like to be more of a threat through the air on Saturday. No question about it. You want to be a little bit more of a threat. It's a CFL, man. You, uh, It's great to have a scrambling quarterback, but more often than not, you're going to win when you have a passing quarterback. The fact that he can pass 250, 300 yards, and then rush for 80 yards, awesome. But pass first league, still in my mind, no question about it. Got a lot of texts flying in at uh, 10, 12, or sorry, at uh, 401, 1440. At Gregor, Drysaddle will sign will be just about more than Matthews, and Connor will sign will be the highest-played player at the time. Seems pretty obvious to me from Sitkim guy. Well, yeah. Now, And here's the, here's the big question. So if McDavid and Drysaddle, who I firmly believe, want to win, and I'm not, I'm, I don't like the word hometown discount per se, because, you know, there's a few things that really never discuss. When people talk about, well, yeah, Tampa Bay – guess what? They have no taxes, so it's a benefit to them. Okay. But if you're a Canadian player who lives year-round in Canada like Connor McDavid does, guess what? Playing in a Canadian city where you get paid in American funds? That's a big advantage. It's a huge advantage. Especially right now, the way the dollar is, right? It is massive. So McDavid right now is getting paid, what, um, uh, 13.5 mil, right? Give or take. So, and it's in American money, which I think that's going to be about, what, 16 mil? Might even be upwards of, the way it's at, you know, I just typed it in. So if he's at 13.5, that's 18.4 Canadian. 18.4. So think about that. If we're talking taxes, right? Because And that's where his home is, so he doesn't have to worry about it. If you're an American player who then resides in the U.S. and you know what? Everything you're paying is in the U.S., it's a little bit different. But if you're a Canadian player who lives in Canada year-round, big benefit. Heck, Matthias Ekholm is a Swedish player who lives in Canada now year-round. Big advantage. So not talked about a lot, something that should be mentioned more because it doesn't help the Canadian teams, but it definitely helps the players just simple math so and it's not a bad number right like I know his cap hit is uh 12.5 mil he was making I have to look if it was 30 he was there's a few years he was making 13.5 but he whatever 12.5 is what 17 mil still pretty good I don't I don't think he's missing a meal if you know what I'm saying so there are so many reasons why Edmonton's attractive for Drysaddle McDavid. And I just think that more Edmontonians, more Euler fans need to accept it, embrace it, and actually believe it because it's true. Hey, Gregor, I must admit I don't agree with everything you say, but the time without sports radio made me realize how much I respect your opinion. Welcome back from Rob. Oh, hey, Rob, you know what? If we all agreed all the time, that would be boring, right? Boring. So, you know what? It's true. I we can re- I can respect different opinions. Um, it's also boring if we're all like, oh, yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. If we all agree, that would be terrible. Like, how could we all agree on everything? Some days you might agree with my take on dry settle. The next day you might disagree with mine on Nugent, Hopkins, or Hyman. Awesome. That's what we like. We want different opinions on the show. For sure. So... I, uh... I've never, I'm not one, like I see people all the time, you know, when they're like uh, somebody, they make a post on social media. If you believe in this, unfriend me. And I'm like, pardon? So wait a sec. Because the person doesn't believe in one thing that you believe in, now you don't want to talk to them ever? You might want to look in the mirror because I think you're the bigger problem. And the worst part about that is they're like, unfriend me. They don't even have the guts to unfriend the person themselves. It's like the most passive-aggressive thing to ever do. It's like the worst. I have comment on a few people who said, why don't you just unfriend them yourself? If you're so offended by it. Hey, boys, any thoughts on Patrick Kane when he comes back? Well, yeah, he's. if you look at the timeline, Patrick Kane likely going to be healthy December, maybe January. And Patrick Kane, at that point in the season, is going to have... His choice of where he wants to go. Now, there's one team that should, and I say should, because should and will are different because they've never done it yet. But the Buffalo Sabres should be competitive. He's from there. And they got a lot of cap space. Patrick Kane signing midway through the season in Buffalo to help them end what is currently the longest drought in the NHL without the playoffs, 12 years. That would be a big deal. They could use him. So I think Patrick Kane, I know that you know the player you saw with the New York Rangers this year wasn't the dynamic Patrick Kane. Well, yeah, it's because he wasn't healthy. He has a surgery, and if I'm Patrick Kane, I have no reason to rush back. Like, why do I have to rush back and get in on December 28th? If I can wait till January 15th, right? like what's there's no urgency. There's none for him. He doesn't need the money. Trust me. He's made a lot of money. He doesn't need that extra paycheck for two weeks or even a month. I don't think it matters, but I'll tell you right now. he He's going to be a big addition. I believe to any team. He's a proven playoff performer when healthy. And now that he has this surgery, you know what you get? And especially because if you sign him in January, even in February, now he's got a few months to catch up to speed. Come playoff time, man, I think it'd be good, real good. Hey guys, I don't know why Edmonton gets such a bad rap. But the city's beautiful, lots going on. Those who don't know talk trash just because from Lance. True, and there's some people in Empton now. I don't, I don't even. If somebody says, "Oh, I don't like this aspect about Edmonton," that's fine. But there's lots of aspects to like. You can go to any city and find something you don't like, right? People love the nightlife. And the opportunity to do so much in New York. Do you like the smell on the streets? Probably not. But you take the good with the bad. Because usually you decide to say, I'm going to focus more on the good than the bad. Just like in Edmonton. Yeah, does it suck when it's minus 30? A hundred percent. Well, unless you're an automotive shop. Because then there's there's a little fender bender. Everything's breaking. You're a tow truck company. You don't mind the minus 30. Business is good. So it all depends on perspective. Connor Halley with us as always. Con Man, can you, I I know you were feverishly, uh, I don't know if you were researching over there or not, but uh, were you trying to find out worst receiving game in NFL history collectively by a group? Well, I mean, I never had
2: to ask, but Miami Dolphins fans uh, are very quick to mention that Tua Tungavailoa's receivers dropped 14 passes in his first career start. So I can tell you that... that's a good one. I mean, every every team wants to bring up their quarterback struggles. I do want to say very quickly, Gregor, we had a, a text come in about our survivor pool. Yeah. You can still enter. So if you hypothetically did pick the Chiefs last night to win, and you're thinking, oh, dang, I'm out already, you kind of get a chance to have a mulligan. So you can join until... Sunday and if you want to go over on Twitter too what
1: what kind of fraud contest are you running here I don't make the rules about this website
2: we just we went there oh. and it's allowing so people to join still.
1: you well I guess some would argue that you're smarter but hey, hey. If, if you lost on the first possible <laughs> game now maybe you can come all the way back around right it's like a chip in a chair to make a poker analogy. I guess you have a chance to get back in, but yeah, I would love to know those eleven people. If you have their names, just follow them to see if any of them get past week five.
2: I know uh, Lance is one that texts in a lot. He was pretty heartbroken today. But if you go on Twitter at Fantasy Frenzy AM, the link is posted. We pinned it there on Twitter, so people, if they want to get in still, they can. If it's your second entry because you picked the Chiefs, you know there will be an asterisk beside you, but we're allowing you to get back in. But yeah, Gregor, uh, that, there was the one shot of Kadarius Toney, the ball oh in his goodness. hands on the numbers, and it turns into a pick six. <laughs> it was unbelievable. I, I had the dream about <laughs> Kadarius Toney scoring a touchdown. I didn't mean it <laughs> yeah. that way, but. That yeah, was, pretty real. Nightmare. I mean, and you saw it when the game was on the line and Mahomes is trying to find, you know, old, reliable. Travis Kelsey wasn't out there and the other guys just were not making plays. I know, uh, MVS Marcus Felding, Scalding had a, a good play, nice little catch there, took a hit to make a play but it just wasn't enough are you
1: nervous as a longtime chiefs fan no it's one game <laughs> one game dude. you're not shook by this no and, and here's the thing they could they could go to the waiver wire and easily find a receiver capable of just holding on to the ball because honestly I don't because those catches it wasn't like they were hot as you mentioned the one looked like it was right in his hands and there was the oh, other yeah. one later on that went right through his hands like Kadarius Tony was honestly he was Clifford Franklin you guys know who Clifford Franklin is from the replacements, right now Clifford Franklin had one of the greatest lines ever. We'll get to that in a second. But Clifford Franklin, early in the receiver in the, in that movie, couldn't he couldn't catch a cold, right? He was brutal. Well, that's what Kadarius Tony was last night.
2: Now on the flip side, what do you think of the Lions?
1: Well, I think they're better, but I I don't know, like their O line on that uh, Montgomery touchdown. Go watch the replay and look at the blocking from the O line. It was amazing. Montgomery's just like, "Hey, how you doing?" He's almost untouched into the end zone. It's fantastic. So their O line, I thought, lived up to it. But they beat the Chiefs by one without Kelsey and with drop itis all over the place. So I'm not yet going to anoint the Lions as they've arrived. It'll be good for their confidence because they beat the Kansas City Chiefs. But they're going to have to play better, right? I think they can win their division because I don't think that division is that good. But and that's good for them. It's baby steps, right? Considering mm-hmm. where they were. The last few seasons, heck, get into the playoffs, that'll be a monumental win. So I don't mind Detroit. I like him, actually. But I'm not, last night didn't make me think, oh, my goodness, this is this is a team to watch out for. (laughs) Like, they do have Jared Goff. I'm still not a big Goff fan. So we'll see. come back. I got a lot of texts to get to. Uh, We'll try to track down uh, Jarius Jackson, OC, with the uh, Edmonton Elks. As you were listening to the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 live in the Ewell broadcast studio. Uh, The brass bonanza is back in a positive Friday. The texts are flying in. People are loving it. 833 401 1440 is where you can text us, email us. Gregor at sports1440.ca. Connor at sports1440.ca. Boys, they could have brought Terrell Owens out of retirement and he would have done better last night. It's true. Without question. It's true. Heck, Jerry Rice. JR, he's got to be 50. Maybe 55? He's still going to, you know, j- just run an easy crossing pattern. Just catch the ball six, eight yards every time. No big deal. So 60. He's 60, JR?
2: Yeah. He'll yeah. be 61 in October.
1: Oh my <laughs> goodness. But he still would have caught the ball. Yeah. Like When you think of football, though, in the NFL, it's like the one position that there's no debate on who the greatest receiver is. Though People will still debate quarterbacks because, you know, some people say Brady, sure. But then there's others that will say, hey, wait a second. We're just talking the actual skill set of the position. There's some argument. Jerry Rice, it's the one position. People will debate who's the best O-lineman, who's the best D-lineman, linebacker, cornerback, whatever. Receiver, it's Jerry Rice and then everybody else. That's how dominant he was. And Jerry Rice put up those numbers – in the era where the running back was still a major focus. That's what was so impressive. And you like, you could get beat up by a corner. Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> you were getting grabbed. And so who's number two? I mean, that would be the debate, right? A hundred
1: percent. Yeah. There'd be, you could have lots of really good discussions on like maybe the most gifted receiver might've been Randy Moss just on sure. Get yeah. now, obviously Megatron. Some would say, Hey, wait a sec. Moss was just so fast. Like, when Randy Moss turned on the Jets, I don't know if anyone could catch him.
2: He could jump, too. Oh, just yeah. Just a, a freak athlete. Yeah, he was good.
1: Hey, guys, afternoon. What do you think of all the missed calls? A ton of people say the Chiefs get benefit of the calls or the champs playing the Lions. Do you think it might have been a little rust on the old bumper on the refs? That one comes from Filthy in Calgary. Well, I know. Now, Connor Halley, as you were watching that game... <laughs> You're probably watching the right tackle on the Chiefs, and you're like, Mm hmm, "Hmm, I've seen this before.
2: (laughs) Brought back some bad memories from a cold Uh, night in January, Gregor, as Jawan Taylor, every, okay, maybe not every time, a lot of the time jumping, a little bit of a false start. He's he's so far back to get that advantage. Remember when Joey Bosa was losing his mind? mm -hmm. That's why. Because there was false starts, the you know, Joan Taylor standing so far back. I was sitting there smiling when he was getting put on blast. Or like, I don't know how they're not calling these penalties. And then finally at the end of the game, it was a clear one. When he he jumped, it was not even close. And I wonder, I mean, is the league going to talk to him? Like, buddy, what are you doing? You cannot stand that far back. I think he's going to have lines watching him with a microscope well, it, to it, what it, he's it, doing yeah, there. Yeah,
1: until they call him on it. Right. Cause, yeah. cause you are allowed as the outside tackle, you are allowed to be a little bit off the line. Yes. Right. And so it, it's kind of discretionary. And then I remember talking to people is the angle of TV sometimes will skew what it actually looks like. Because if, if they're on the, let's say the ball's on the 40 yard line. If the camera isn't on the 40 yard line, the angle they're taking changes what we see on TV to actually what it looks like on the field. And if, if we're talking three, four inches, well, that makes it look way bigger. So, yeah, uh, I remember sure. Bud Steen was uh, explaining that to us uh, a few times. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. Like, obviously, it looked like at times like his timing was pretty close, though. Oh yeah, I'll give right? him credit. His He's timing seemed to on. be right on. He knew the oh, ball snap. Like, I'm going at the same time. Right? Tie goes to the old lineman <laughs> in this case. Tie goes to the old lineman.
2: So, but yeah, it it, it opened up some old wounds for sure for me.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's a tough one for you. Yeah, you tough, know, tough one. So took me a while to get over that. No, you'll you'll be fine. A couple
2: times in the summer they'd replay that game too. Just open it up again. Yeah. The old NFL Network, but still good to see football back. Even if we're complaining, uh, social media is a lot of fun on these primetime games.
1: Hey boys, awesome first week. Brass Bonanza just put a cherry on top. Wasn't sure how the co host would be, but I was pleasantly surprised. Why is there no coverage of Reed leaving the Stingers? Hardly been mentioned on the sports update from uh, Framer Johnny. Well, we did mention it because it happened literally like right at the end of the show uh, for us. And, uh, yeah, Reed Clark, uh, I, t- I you know, I exchanged a text message with him. And this, you know, the, I, I'd seen people like to speculate. So I'll, I'll clear the air. This was, there's nothing, doesn't have, I know there's lots of people saying, oh, is he going to, you know, he's, was the, were, were the Elks going to hire him? Is he going there? Um, and he told me no. Um, He has nothing as of right now in the hopper. This was just a a decision where he felt like he had kind of reached the peak of what he wanted in the direction of the organization and where they were going and and what his view was. So, and anybody who's been in business will tell you that at times, right, there's, you reach a point where you're like, okay, maybe I've accomplished anything I accomplished or there's a little bit of stalemate, and people disagree on the direction of where it's going to go in the future. And if you're not comfortable with that, then you got to make a decision. So, uh, you look at them last year. What did they sell out? Six games. Six out of like sixty percent of their games were sold out. That's outstanding. I don't think they ever had a it before. Like the Stingers have really tapped into this community. I think people enjoy going to the games. It's a great atmosphere. I'll tell you that. It's fantastic. My son loved it. I liked it. Right. Like you're, you're so close to the action. So that's number one. But then there's, cause to me, I've never understood, but if you have, if you want to say it's family affordable, you can't have $15 tickets or $18 tickets or $20 tickets and then have a $10 or $12 beer. It's just not, it's not saying that people go there to get bombed. Right. But it's like, well, you know, it's $10 for this and $6 for a hot dog and what have you. We had chicken fingers and fries for five bucks. and had a burger for five dollars. You could get beers for five dollars. You could get popcorn for two bucks. And so now that people go to the game, and even if you want to increase your ticket price by two bucks, people's like, well, I don't care. I'll pay 20 bucks a ticket because I know they're not going to spend, have to spend a hundred dollars. On top of it, inside. They figured it out. They have a great atmosphere. I love the uh, the rules that they have in the CBL in the final four minutes. It's a race to basically next team who scores. Um, if you're leading 70 to whatever it is, 70 to 50, 70 to 60, whatever. If you're at 70, then first team to 79 wins. After the first stoppage, under four minutes to go. It eliminates the endless trip to the foul line. Or at least reduces it, I should say. There's not nearly as many timeouts after timeout after timeout. It speeds the game up. It's really enjoyable to watch. It's good basketball. I really like it. So, you know, the Stingers, you know what? The replacement has some pretty big shoes to fill because look at the success they had from a business standpoint. And that was his job. He wasn't in charge of GM. He wasn't the GM. He wasn't a head coach. Just on the business development side and he did a fantastic job. His whole team did a fantastic job. So, I'll be I'll be curious to see who comes in. The good news is the person that comes in there, you're inheriting something positive. You're like, "Wow, we have season ticket holders who are happy. We have sponsors who are happy." So, it's almost like just don't screw it up. And you should be okay. So, Hey, guys, I was a Daily Gregor Show listener, so I'm happy to have the boys back. By the way, R.A. was a terrific guest yesterday. Great job from Cracker Jack. Well, that's our executive producer, old Bradley. It's got, uh, as I said, the the young Brad man has a really good Rolodex. Uh, he had uh, Carl Weathers' Apollo Cree on in week one, and he's got lots of other guests lined up, which is going to be uh, very exciting in the, in the coming weeks. So very much uh, looking forward to that. Hey, Gregor, finally someone said it, thankfully. I don't understand why there's always this little bit of concern in Edmonton that, oh, we're not good enough. The orders are good. The best players here are good. My other question is, how many best players have left their teams in free agency outside of John Tavares? Thanks from Nick. Well, Nick, um, I guess Alex Petrangelo in in recent memory would be one. Right? He left St. Louis. Obviously, they miss him. And uh, he was able to win a, a Stanley Cup in Vegas a few years after signing there. So that would be one. But I'm trying to think of other top UFAs who left in free agency. There's just not a lot, right? It doesn't happen very often because most of the teams are fairly competitive. Like, where is a team two summers from now that you would look like, is there any reason why you think the orders are suddenly going to fall off? There's no reason to. You got McDavid, you got dry settle, got pretty good depth up front, got a solid defense score with with young guys who, who probably still have ways to go to improve, which is nice to see. There's a little bit of questioning in goaltending. That's fair. But you could say that about a lot of teams. Like there's really not a lot of reasons for Connor McDavid to leave. Think about it. His former agent is now the CEO of the team. I think he would know... What Jeff Jackson stands for, as far as a human, and then his thoughts on hockey. I think he, I think he'd be very comfortable having conversations with the order CEO. And and knowing if he's being given a the truth or just you know something nice. So that's what uh, that's where I'll come out at it. Hey, guys, I love the Stinger games. I went to three games on weekends this year. I'll definitely be back. Hopefully nothing changes from Dan. Well, Dan, you're bang on about that last line. Like, if you're the Edmonton Stingers, it's, it's not broke. Don't fix it. Just keep trying to improve it, right? Like, if you go from six games sold out, obviously their goal is now to get to seven, eight, nine, or ten. Right? That's the goal. The goal isn't to go backwards. You know, they have their protected list of their eight guys, pretty much all their core they have on the protected list. So you should have a lot of the same guys back. So that's good. But what to me the stingers proved was as much as people want to go and like the team and and go and see wins, they like to go when the experience is fun and it's affordable and it's enjoyable. And that's what they created this year. And I think it's something, you know, the the Edmonton Elks could probably take a page out of. Now, it's very different. I understand that. you got a massively uh, bigger stadium, right? I don't expect the Elks to sell out six games next year, okay? But can they do things? It helps having exciting players, too. Don't get me wrong. Trey Ford, how many of you are like, I think I'm going to go to the game tomorrow because I want to see Trey Ford? Right now, Trey Ford is a guy that gets you out of your seat, off the couch, makes you want to watch the games. That helps. Hey, boys, is there a reason why he's Connor's former agent? Maybe something happened on good or bad terms. Banjo guy. Banjo guy, are you... Are you being serious right now? I just said he's the orders CEO. Jeff Jackson's the orders new president and CEO. He can't be the orders CEO and president and McDavid's agent. He can't do it. Right? You're not allowed. That's why he's not his agent. Because he's now the CEO and president of the Edmonton Oilers.
2: Would that be the worst hire of all time if they ended on bad terms and then the Oilers <laughs> hired them? <up? Like, laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, they didn't end <laughs> would, on bad terms. Wouldn't be a good look. No, uh, they didn't end on bad terms. Uh, we got uh, Cam Tate, uh, Loriann Munzer coming up and more on the Positive Friday edition of the Jason Greger Show in Edmonton. Sports Station, Sports 1440. Positive Friday continues on. Beautiful day out. Took Mabel for a walk. Around uh, 10 o'clock today, and man, i just, just loving this fall weather. Today was perfect. Obviously, you know, last week wasn't necessarily great with the smoke and stuff, so it's uh, nice to see the blue sky, not too hot, still t-shirt weather out. It's fantastic. Love it. So uh, if you can, on a positive Friday, when you get out of work, go for a little stroll. Sit on the patio. It's positive Friday. Have some fun with it. So we'll get to uh, Camp Tate. Uh momentarily got a lot's more text to get to. Really good conversation on the text line also on uh YouTube everybody watching on Oilers Nation YouTube. I got a little
0: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At blue nile.com you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door.
1: Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Poll going on up there. I like that. Hey, fellas. Stingers games are a hundred times better over an Elks right now. They do a great job of making it more than just the game comes from Travis. And you know what? I think you're bang on. And I think sports organizations are learning that it's the game is obviously important, right? That's one of the main reasons why you go, but it can't, it shouldn't be the only one, right? And and you, when you can add in other entertainment value for your audience, then they're going to go even more often because now all of a sudden they're like, you know, you, especially if you bring your children and, and they're doing things that can make them. Now, I'm not saying that you have to change everything all to young kids. I totally understand that. But if you have a few little things here, you know, you have a mascot that walks around. Sometimes that's four and five-year-old kids. are like, I got to see the mascot. I got to high five them. They want to go back, right? It's a simple thing. Happens once for two seconds and then uh, away you go. Um, hey, Greg's, don't forget the Riverhawks. Just as exciting. You know what? Hey, what about the Riverhawks game? And uh, there's something cathartic about sitting in the bleachers, just kicking back, right? You have your, uh, you have a beer, maybe you have a water, whatever you're drinking, right? You have some nuts, you have a hot dog, like hot dog for me, like I'm not a huge peanut guy, especially not eating the shells. I still can't believe Strutty does that. Like every time I think of that and I see people eating peanuts, I'm like, how does he eat the peanut shells? Like, oh, it's the worst. Do any of you eat the peanut shells? Like you just, it's like, I'm like strutty, you an elephant, but yeah. So I think more of the hot dog, you sit in a crowd, you got a hot dog and a beer and it's a nice day outside right now. Baseball is a lot quicker now, which is fantastic, but it's now you got to pay attention. That's the other thing. Um, if you're going to be too casual at a ball game, then I always recommend sitting behind home plate because you got the protective mesh. but man, you sit down the line. sometime. there's a foul ball. that's high. If you're not paying attention, oof, we've seen it on videos. Someone's taken one of the chicklets. Not paying attention, so that is uh, that's never good, uh, whatsoever. Uh, also, now it's uh, it's pause of Friday. We do this on Mondays and Fridays now on the show. Uh, Cam Tate, who has been a reporter in Edmonton for a long time, has written at the Journal. He's written the Edmonton Sun. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, Cam has a cerebral palsy. He's in a wheelchair, and he's quite a funny guy. He used to do uh, what he says was sit down comedy uh, back in the day. Really funny dude. But with his cerebral palsy, at times it can be difficult to understand. What he's saying. So he's always wanted to do some radio. So we're going to have, you know, the two-minute warning with Cam Tate.
0: Here we go. The two-minute warning with Cam Tate on Sports 1440. I'm Brian from VoxBox reading Cam's words. Today, the number two. Work with me now. The number two. Here we go. For the Edmonton Elks, going to a home game has been as riveting as driving home on the White Mud Freeway in the afternoon. Not a lot to get excited about, but then the Trey Ford show made a bold statement Monday afternoon down there in Calgary, mixed in with Razzle Dazzle, rushing for 135 yards for 11 carries. Listen to me now, 135 yards. One more yard than the, the old, keyword there, old, record from October 6th in 1966 by the legendary Russ Jackson. Ford is a quarterback. A quarterback there, Grandpa. And there's another juicy nugget to this tale. And uh, What number does Mr. Ford have on his jersey? Number two, right? Now, if we do some Edmonton Eskimos and Elks research and ask if anyone notable might have worn number two and had dazzle-dazzle, there is only one Henry Gizmo Williams. Hear it again one time, Henry Gizmo Williams. Before retiring in 2000, the jizz set many Canadian football league records... One stat stands out from 1992 as a receiver. 52 catches, 950 yards, 18.3 average yards again. Listen again and work with me here. 52 catches for 950 yards, averaging 18. A catch. Ain't making that stuff up. It's in the record books. Now. It gives the Elks' coaching staff a nice problem if they want. Do they keep Ford quarterback or, or, um, stay with me here now, make him a receiver or a running back or kickoff returner? I think, by golly, it's a legitimate question. Of course, the Elks would have to get another quarterback. At any rate, Ford has given the Elks a spark plug, something they needed badly. Can't wait for Saturday's tilt with the Stampeders. The jersey with number 2 keeps Omas entertained. I'd love to hear from you. Tweet at Cam Tate CamTate58 at gmail.com for the two-minute warning with Cam Tate on Sports 1440. I'm Brian from VoxBox. Box.
1: Tater! This is the second one. He's getting better already. I like it. Some interesting numbers of Tate, man, going into the record books there. I like the number two reference because, honestly, if, if we're talking just pure exciting players in the history of the green and gold, as great as Warren Moon was, I think the most exciting player to ever wear the green and gold was Henry Gizmo Williams. He, and he was a kick returner. So you might go 10 minutes because if the, if the other team's not punting, he's not getting the ball. Right now, eventually he became a receiver because they realized, man, we got to get the ball in his hands a little bit more. He's that dangerous. But how many of you would go to games and when the other team would punt, all of a sudden you're like, whoa, whoa stop talking. I got to watch the giz. That's how electrifying he was. And I'm not saying Trey Ford's a giz because obviously very different position. But right now, on the green and gold, I think Tate's on to something, man. There is a lot of excitement surrounding the number two. He He's given the fan base a boost, no question. He's given the team a boost. And wins are great, but they lost on Monday. But you were still highly entertained because of Trey Ford. And that's why you need exciting players in the game. Because it's hard to win every game. Well, it's virtually impossible. right? Unless you're the Dolphins. One time. So, now, I don't think they would move him to, uh, to receiver or anything like that. But I think I'm very curious to see the evolution of Trey Ford. Because if you look at just the amount of snaps he's taken in his collegiate and pro career... It's such a minimal number. He hasn't even started 20 games combined yet. So where he can go in the future, it's pretty positive if you're a fan of the green and gold. You should be excited about it. Hey, boys. I love Cam Tate. First week, stellar Edmonton sports coverage. Thank you for stepping up, Gregor and team. That one comes from, uh, Skip Marv. Greg's, I love you. You're giving uh, Cam an opportunity to voice his opinion. I can't wait till he starts ripping on guys. Cam's one of the funnier dry, witty person I've ever met comes from Steve. Oh, I'll tell you. So when I first met Cam many years ago and you know, so he introduced himself to me and you know, and, and I'll be completely honest and Cam and I would tell him this to his face. We've had lots of conversations and, and it takes a while to understand some things. So sometimes you have to repeat it. Or you'd pick up a few words and get the gist. But after a while, I kind of knew his cadence and I'd understand what he wanted to say. And it was more so when you'd be having a conversation and someone would say something and then Tate would just have a cutting line back. And probably one of the funniest ones ever was John Short. So John Short gets up at a speaking engagement. And and they were honoring Cam Tate. And so John Short comes up, and he's got this really elegant speech. And he's talking about how just what an inspiration Cam is, and what a great guy he is, and how he, he motivates everybody because of all the things he's had to overcome in his life, right? And people are clapping. <laughs> and then Cam Tate comes up <laughs> and deadpan. F you, John. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, my goodness. It is still one of the greatest lines. Oh, we're going to have to get shorty on to tell that story. Because, like, it was such everybody's all heartfelt. And, yeah, and then Cam comes in and just lowers the boom. God, it was funny. Oh, man. So he's got a real good sense of humor. He's obviously had to overcome a lot of challenges in his life and has never let him stop him. And so we wanted to give him the opportunity. And you know what? Uh, two for two. He's hitting uh, he's hitting home runs with the two-minute warning. I love it with uh, Cam Tate. Coming up uh, later on in the show today. We're very excited. Because it was Holiday Monday, uh, we have yet to announce, or hear from anyway, our, our final uh, morning show co-host, an Olympic gold medalist. So, hey, saved the best for last. No offense to any other guys, but pretty sure they didn't win an Olympic gold medal. So uh, she will uh, debut on our show kind of giving you a little bit of a background and announcement, and then you can hear her uh, every Monday with uh, Kevin Carius. So uh, we have uh, Loriann Munzer coming up uh, later today. Also, we will hear from – talk a little fantasy football. Uh, Speck will be by Bruce Boudreaux. Always a good uh, interview, good character guy. He is now, of course, a senior advisor for the Niagara Ice Dogs. Uh Gretz from Order's Nation will pop by. Livingston, uh, lots of racing to get to. And, uh, oh, man. did you, I don't know – I'm guessing we're likely going to talk about Red Bull, not not Max Verstappen, because, hey, it's great what he's doing, but more so Checo and uh, what's going on with him and the team owner. And and obviously it looks like this is the end for him and Red Bull. Uh He'll be driving somewhere else next year based on some recent comments, I would think. Anyway, so uh, we'll get to all of that. Uh, we got lots more on the... Well, we actually will hear from uh, Leon Dreisaitl, uh in the uh, final hour of the show as well today. Hey, guys, we used to use Cam Golf Tournaments as a fundraising contest, it was to outdrive Cam. Not everyone did. He was such a great sport. Oh, Cam's got a great sense of humor, man. Really good sense of humor. Hey, guys, love hearing sports. Back on the radio I was sad the last few months without hearing you guys. All you're doing is a great job. Thanks so much. From David the German. All right, David the German. I like that. Any moniker you want to come up with, feel free. We uh, we save it in our uh, trusty text line, and then you don't have to put your name on it in the future. As long as you put it on the first one, then it's up to us to save it. And away you go. Then we have your name and it comes up in my uh, text groove line. And boom, I know who I'm talking to, which uh, I always like. It's a, it's a little bit more personal, I find. Whether we're agreeing or disagreeing, it's always better to know, nickname, whatever you have. So that's fantastic. Let's get to con- the con man coming up with the sports center update brought to you by BIE Engineering. Your structural engineering specialist. Whether you're in the process of renovation or building your dream home, BIE can help you out. Go to b-i-e-e-n-g dot Here's Connor Halley in a
0: sports 1440 update.